It's time to play Shootout with Strick. Call now, 464-5685, to take your shot against Eric Strickland. Shootout with Strick, brought to you by Buffalo Wings and Rings. Time to play the game! Uh, it is not time for the shootout, um, so don't call now. That's next segment. Uh, wrong open ended up in the log oversight on my part. Apologies. Uh, shootout is still coming up in about uh, 15 minutes or so. We're going to talk NBA here first, and we even got a special guest to do it. Rock, welcome in, my man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Pleasure How you doing? Here. Doing great. Glad to hear it. Those that don't know Rock, uh, Rock is a phenomenal uh, player, athlete, and has a son that happens to be uh, one of the uh, next up for the University of Nebraska uh, here, and uh, that is Romel Lloyd Jr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank yeah. you, Strick. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Strick. So we were about to jump into this conversation, and you being a, a – a Mecca guy, mm-hmm. you know, from up that way. Um, we're glad to have you here in Lincoln. We know that you you came down to, to be close and to be of support with with uh, Ramel and his transition yes, and, and stepping into this new uh, this the, you know the the newness of him coming into himself as a young man as a player uh, to just kind of help him in that whole process. But uh, he is a man now. They don't yes, don't sir. let's not get it twisted. But it's there's nothing like having a father's. Uh, support at your side uh, as you as you're stepping into the voids, but um, we're about to get into this conversation, man. And the conversation exists is this: the Splash Brothers um, have been labeled debatable as one of the best duos potentially in the guard position of all time. Um, you know, it's been said, it's been speculated. Some don't believe it. But championships and and the time and the tenure that they've spent together has been the case. But here's the debate. It's not even about the Splash Brothers' success. We want to debate how were they made? How were they created? Because I, I personally believe that Mark Jackson doesn't get as much credit for the Splash Brothers' success and I've got some I've got some things behind it and some things that were said, but I, I really you being from the Mecca, you mm-hmm. being from up that way, knowing Mark Jackson not only as a player but also as a uh, you know as a coach, um, how how do you view it? And and, and do you think yeah. he's kind of uh, not not getting the due success that he he deserves for what he helped create up there? Uh, yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson obviously is a legend, uh, not only in New York City. Uh, players and people to to everyone. I mean, he he's been he's changed the game with his back to the basket, mm-hmm. uh, posting mm-hmm. up. Uh, he he's he's uh, up there with assists. Um, he's a winner. Uh, from what I know about him, he's a great man. Um, and of course, the coaches are coaches have a lot to do with the development of players' confidence uh, and allowing them to be who they are. Uh, you know, I'm a player, and of course, Strick is a uh, was a great player himself. Uh, at the end of the day, the players are doing their work and they're preparing and they have the talent and so on and so forth. But that talent 
must be guided and it must be allowed to flourish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Jackson being a former great player, I think he understood that, you know, had a young Steph Curry and and uh, and Thompson, and he was able to mold them, um, help mold them into who they are today. When it comes down to, I don't want to set it up as Mark Jackson versus Steve Kirk. Like, no. I, I think they're on you know good enough terms, and Mark Jackson knows the business. He's been in mm-hmm. it long enough. I think Mark Jackson gets the credit for giving those guys a chance. A lot of coaches would have written stuff off with his ankle injuries, would have pigeonholed Clay into just the one-trick pony, not giving him room to grow. So I think Mark Jackson gets the credit for giving them a chance and proving there's something there. But I think Steve Kerr really unlocked them with his system. Maybe Mark Jackson would have if given more time with them, but we'll never know, for better or worse. One of the good things, uh, Rock, is that, you know, it's it's been acknowledged, and that's mm-hmm. the beauty. And and I actually think this is one of the better things about Golden State, not just as a team, but as an organization. One, you can see what they did in the way that they handled uh, the Wiggins situation, mm-hmm. who was dealing just kind of with some mental blocks, some mental issues, uh, just needed some time, and the organization stood behind him allowed him to be able to have that. And so you can see that it's not just solely based on as some organizations is as quickly as they can get you back on the court. Yep. They, they, they on the wheel to do that. And you know, that that's, that's a, a, another discussion, but I love the fact that Bob Myers acknowledged uh, that former uh, head coach, Mark Jackson was one that kind of helped set the groundwork. He was the one that kind of spurned things to begin moving because actually this whole thing could be different right now. Absolutely. Because we talked about the injuries, as you yeah, alluded absolutely. to, Austin. Uh, the injuries had begun. Uh, we're talking about 2013 right now. Uh, there's been discussion with regards to Andrew Bogut. Uh, uh, and, and there was a tremendous player that can give you that work that was there. And he was working out mm-hmm. in the name, by the name of Monte Ellis. Absolutely. And the, 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 the words behind the scene is that – it could have been, uh, you're used to this, three-card Monty going on where they kind of had, the Bucks kind of had uh, Steph Curry in, in their eyesights as a want. The three-card Monty's thrown out that, yeah, he's injury-proof. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with his body, doctors. And then Mark Jackson says, Nah, I'm going to give him the keys to this castle. I'm going to give him the keys to this car. We let young fella ride, but we're going to let him sit. We're going to let him heal, fully heal, and then we're going to turn it over. So we're going to push Monte Ellis, which was probably the best decision that they ever made in in making that decision happen. That started the the dynasty. Absolutely. In essence. So anything you want to add to that? Yeah, just just going back to the point of Steve Kerr versus Mark Jackson, even though it's not a a competition, but you got to understand Mark Jackson had them at a young age as far as developing Mm -hmm. uh, their, their, their skills, obviously, and more importantly, their confidence and the leeway to play basketball. So they might not have ever been who they are today to even get to Steve Kerr if it wasn't for mm-hmm. that foundation that Mark Jackson has set, allowing them to grow in a proper manner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Love it. Um, if you want to, if you want to get into the debate, uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline is open at four zero two four six four five six eight five. What's your thoughts on it with regards to this? Uh, me personally, I think it's a combination. I, I I think it's 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 like it's like running a relay race. 
organizations I think are built by way of the relay race. Um, I think they're also destroyed by the dropping of the baton. You know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you got a great time. And and you, someone drops the baton. Yeah. Uh, as long as you got a clean baton, it, it's okay for them. And and I love that about him. I always thought Mark Jackson was a tremendous coach. I thought he would have got another shot. Um, but I'm gonna be real with you. If I'm Mark Jackson and I'm looking at the landscape of coaching, and and and, and I want your thoughts on this because you gotta you gotta look at you know you gotta look at Budenholzer's situation. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at other coaches down the road or in the past. Um, that have taken the brunt of really what wasn't them, it, you know, mm-hmm. bad play from the. I mean, you can only lay the foundation as we talked about on getting a team prepared and 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 saying, hey, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm playing, if I'm at the, if I'm in Vegas at the crap table, um, I can't be mad at the guy who has a stick and he's pulling. You know, pulling my mm-hmm. my 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 role. It was my role right. <laughs> that rolled it out there. Everything else was laid out and prepared. I need to go get them chips. Right. But if I roll crap, I crap out. Yeah. That ain't got always to do with me. It sometimes it has something to do with the people that's a part of the whole uh, the whole table. Look at like Dwayne Casey, fired from Toronto. Oh my gosh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, even in the NFL, like David Coley. Yeah. What did he do? He wasn't set up for success, and they let him go anyways, make him the fall guy. Yeah. That's not right. You have to understand it's part of the business, right or wrong. That's how things have always been. That's how they will always be done. But to me, the bigger issue facing the Warriors is Jordan Poole. They made the decision to get rid of Monte Ellis, which ends up being a fantastic decision. Is giving Jordan Poole $32 million a year going to be what ends that dynasty? Mm-hmm. Mm, rock. I don't even know if I want to touch that. Question, <laughs> I think we can go back a little bit to the uh, incident between Draymond and Jordan Poole, and I don't think the team has been the same since from the outside looking in. Uh, they managed to uh, kind of continue to play and do what they need to do, but I think a, a wound like that lasts for a little longer than uh, most most would think. Yeah. Um. I I look at it from a standpoint of – it is. It, there was a movie I watched, and he said, um, "Your boy Terrence Howard." Mm-hmm. He said, "It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> it's really hard out here." Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that whole situation, and I understand why. I understand why Draymond had to check his chin. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I mean, I, I you know, because. When you come in there prima donna style, mm-hmm. what has been lost is what we used to have back in our day. Rock was there was hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now some of these young players come in with so much not 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 any respect and dis. Like oh. there was times where if you was just a marginal player and you stepped in the locker room and Magic Johnson then was in there oh, and you absolutely. in there acting a fool, Magic then was like, yo, 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 you got to get him up out of here. Up like, out of here. ASAP. Yeah, up out of here. You know, he got to go tonight. That, that was and all, you had your pink slip. That was all, that was all pre-internet uh, and pre-social media. The, problem, the difference is that you were able to solve those problems within your locker room, within your teammates, and the whole world didn't know about Yeah. It. So the whole world knowing and seeing what happened changes the whole deal now, right? Yeah. So you don't get to handle these things eternally. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a camp. 
the whole social media deal with instant success and highlight videos and things of that nature has an effect on how young athletes are being raised and what their mentality is as far as you're talking about hierarchy and respect and things of those nature. Because you don't even have to be successful anymore. You just got to have a two, three-minute highlight half the time, and you're getting all the praise in the world from not even really doing it. Rock, what helped me in this whole thing, and I'm reminded of it, when I came into the league, it didn't matter how cold it was, how hot it was, we had to put them bags on the bus. We had to wait until all the bags was put. Me me and Samaki Walker standing outside, cold as a mother. <laughs> Woo! And we had that was part of our initiation right. as to being a part of this team. Um I wore twenty one. I'm a rookie. Free agent rookie. George McLeod had twenty one. There's no way I'm coming in and getting that number. Twenty's nope. it, baby. That's yep. that's the next one that's open. Uh and these days, these young bugs, like, like just think about it, LaMelo Ball. If somebody had number one and they was a super vet, guess what the organization would have done mm-hmm. to appease, coddle? It's okay, LaMelo. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, bro. You, you, you want this? Touch my pocketbook. Yep. You know, what I mean, that's it. That, if I wanted Big the number, let me let me hold some. Your pockets is fat. Let me get twenty. <laughs> twenty racks. I mean, that's yeah. that's really how the stuff used to go down. Yeah. It has changed, man. The the, the generations, the the the, the 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 things I can't. I just it makes it hard for me. It's just that part of it. Is there's no hierarchy. There's no levels of, of, of walking up and stepping up to mm-hmm. respect. And this is even the more why I appreciate you and I appreciate what your son because are doing. Because so many of them. Now, you still got to watch. It still got to be about good fit. It, mm-hmm. There's things that still got to be Absolutely. assessed. But so many kids would have been so quick in the transfer portal <laughs> if they had to register. But there's discussions. There's things that you had to sit down, assess have conversations about but it's teaching your son more things than what we're seeing in these generations of kids mm-hmm. these days tell, yeah. tell us about that as a father uh well you know to touch on that a little bit the value of these kids are so extremely high because uh marketing is free now on mm-hmm. social media and mm-hmm. kids are built up to uh be their superstar to to uh before they even do anything so at the end of the day it all boils down to money always, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about pros, you're talking about the LaMelo situation. LaMelo, is, his value is, is just too high for uh, business-wise for them to treat him any other way. Uh, it, it just boils down to being that simple. And in terms of, you know, our situation, um, I think you always have to reevaluate situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always have to figure out as a team and as a family how we move is to figure out what's best for uh, the long term. Right, not not yeah, always. Yeah, you can't always look in. Yeah. yeah, not always what's going on right now. Yeah, uh, you know, and we wanted to make the best decision uh, for his personal development as a player and a young man. Yeah, so we made that choice. Uh, there's a lot of variables, obviously, that go into why we made that choice, and we'll we'll hold that for another day for sure. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing in sports and basketball and life is that everybody has a time. You're running your own race. You know, mm-hmm. his race is not against his teammates' race or 
whoever else he played with or whoever we played with, your race is against yourself. You're competing against the track. Well said. You know, so you got to keep that in mind when you when you're trying to develop uh, your your kids or yourself or you know whatever the case may be. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're running our own race. There he is. Ramel Lloyd Sr. You got anything else? Say, what's next for Ramel this summer? What's on the to-do list for next fall? Well, we're excited. Big, put a big smile on my face. Uh, Ramel is uh, working extremely, extremely hard. Uh, he's actually shut down like a lot of his social medias and a lot of extra activity, extra extra activities that you know young men normally would be doing. Uh, he's focusing. He's locked into uh, giving people a pleasant surprise and being great. Being great. And uh, we look forward to that and uh, his greatness, uh, his, his, his uh, you know, mm-hmm. goals to be great also affecting, the, of course, what the bottom line is, and that's winning. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll tap it in there, but I will, I will just, uh, you know, just kind of put the cherry on the top of, of that uh, cupcake. And I will say this. Um, we, we were blessed beyond measure of not having social media. Mm-hmm. Because truly, I can say that I was able to focus within mob mentality. Mm-hmm. And whatever the B is to you, I was able to put m- uh, money, uh, motivation over everything else mm-hmm. that the B was going to be. Yep. And and that's where the focus continued and that's where it stayed. And, and as you have said, he's he's kind of eliminated a lot of those extra mm-hmm. things and totally focused on the task at hand and I think that's beautiful uh, my friend and, and, and Thank you. continue right. continue success for both you and and Romel Lloyd Jr. Uh, as a Nebraska Husker and there, you know again there would be reassessments and, and reevaluations and that continually has to be a part of the makeup of life Absolutely. you know from one year to the next from one quarter in business to the next quarter yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always constant reevaluation so um Thank you again. Sutterham text line is always open, 402-464-5685. I think I got ahead of myself. Coming right back, uh, do we have anything? What we got going? Ah, there's a shootout with Streaky. Come on back. We'll be right here at 93.7 The Ticket, the ticket.fm.com. You are on the block.